Yeah, that's it. And it's funny, when I first got onto TikTok, I assumed that every video featured music and it was almost a way of music discovery. But I realize now that half the videos I watch have no music in them. It's mm -hmm. comedians. It's people telling a story. It's it's anything that you can do in front of a yeah. camera now basically is on there. I really feel like now when I look back on Vine and what I loved about Vine, the fact, the fact that it was short, it was funny, yeah. swiping and it just kept entertaining you. Um, I, I'm seeing that with TikTok now. I'm seeing that replicated. So I found myself missing Vine and going on YouTube and looking up videos of, you know, highlights of Vine. And now I feel like TikTok has come along and they're sort of filling that, filling that gap. Yeah. But, they really filled the void there. Yeah. And I'd love to see more of these creators coming on board because it is highly entertaining and it is good fun. And it's getting to the point now where you see families getting together around a phone to watch TikTok videos together. And you see parents getting involved and learning the dance moves. Yeah. It may seem antisocial, but if you're actually bringing people together and including them in this, it's, it's almost doing the opposite. It's actually, it's encouraging kids to spend a little more time with their parents. It's, you know, parents are getting an understanding of this by being part of it as well. It's, it's mm -hmm. really cool to see. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like it. I, I mean, how many times, well, I mean, actually, this, you're in the reverse situation since you have your wife kind of perusing through, through TikTok. But, you know, for me, and I'm sure many other folks who are, are listening can attest to, there's a bunch of times where I'll see a TikTok video and I'll either save it or if somebody's around me, I'll be like, hold on, stop whatever you're doing. You got to watch this. It's yeah. 15 seconds and it's hilarious, right? So there's there's definitely the social aspect to it, not just within the the phones and, and the screens, but uh, definitely the external part of it. So, and I, I, to me, I feel like it's only a matter of time where the conversations around dinner tables will be like, oh my gosh, did you see that TikTok, right? Where people, where that's what people are going to be talking about. Absolutely. And the, the coolest part about it is someone will pull out their phone and <laughs> someone will pull out the phone, they'll have it there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we've talked about Twitch. We've talked mm -hmm. about TikTok. We've got a little on your story. Let's talk about 2020. Let's talk about the next decade or may maybe not that far. Let's talk about the next year. Let's talk about 2020. What's got you excited? What will you be working on? Where are you going to be focusing in 2020? And that's a big question. Oh, it looks like the video has just frozen there for a second on Zane. Okay. Well, Zane, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but you have just frozen and this is live. So everyone is stuck with me until Zane rejoins, which is always fun. Now, I see Zane has just come back in, which is fantastic. So, Zane, welcome hey, back. Hey, man. I'm so sorry about that. I think, uh, I mean, I'm literally sitting right next to my router, but I think that the internet just kind of reset or something for a moment. So, apologize to everybody about that. No problem at all. That'll be a perfect opportunity to remove that in the podcast. <laughs> but for the live stream and the replays of the live stream, enjoy. Uh, so appreciate we, your patience, guys. We were talking about 2020, right? Or it's funny because I asked you, I think, five questions in one, and then you froze, and then I just went, "Oh no, I've overwhelmed him." You should have stuck to one question, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to let you take take the stage here and tell me tell me what's got you excited in 2020. 
Sure, man. So 2020, um, I think one of the biggest things, and we might have even alluded to it in a previous conversation, but I'm excited to see what types of innovations uh, we will get within the streaming platforms that we have already. Uh, So talking mainly Spotify and Apple Music, I think year after year, they have become much more artist-friendly in terms of the data they're giving, the control that they give you over your platform. And, you know, I don't I don't see any of that really changing, or at least I hope that it won't change because as an artist, I really appreciate that. It helps me to kind of focus my energy and attention into the cities or demographics that I know are resonating with my music. But the the big one, and you know, this is kind of off the heels of of our last topic, which was TikTok, is the parent company for TikTok ByteDance. There are rumors of them kind of launching their own potential uh, streaming service, which I, I think could be ginormous in, in some senses, or it could, it could flop. It could totally flop. But I just think with where TikTok is at right now and kind of the social equity that TikTok has with younger demographic or with the de- younger demographics, it could be something where they grow up, not just with TikTok, but with TikTok Plus or whatever the streaming service is. And I think the really cool thing that can happen here is that, you know, I, right now I think you're limited to using 15 or 20 or 30 seconds of, of a song. But let's say you're a TikTok user that has, um, you're a TikTok user that is subscribed to the streaming service. Can you, or is it possible then for you to take a longer clip of a song, or let's say even a whole song, and for other people who have TikTok integrated with the TikTok streaming service, they're able to watch the whole thing. And therefore, now, not, not only is the stream counting as uh, a source of revenue for the artist, but you have these creators who are able to create longer form content. Now, from an artist perspective, think of the, uh, think of the, the type of, like you could create almost a music video for TikTok, but with the virality of TikTok, you could make it into something that is a challenge that isn't just like a short dance challenge, but now you're challenging, let's say, other creatives to to kind of copy your video or to um, duet with it or something like that. But now every time somebody duets with it, somebody every time somebody that has a streaming service watches it, you're getting that you know fractions of a penny. But as as we've seen, you know, if you can start to build your your following and and those streams, the the fractions of pennies start to add up. So I, I just think that there's definitely some potential for that, and I would be very very curious. And, and really excited actually to see how that ends up being integrated with TikTok if they do launch something. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that the, the opportunity for a creator to go and take your song and potentially create a full-length music video for your song where they're no doubt monetizing it and getting a cut and you're also getting those listeners and making money from that as well the it's it's a whole another side of influencer marketing that we haven't really yeah. seen yet i mean yes you'll have currently on tiktok you'll have somebody who has a number of followers who uses your song in a 10 second video and people go what's that song click that button listen to it in apple music listen to it in spotify mm-hmm. but if they actually made an, a, a full-length music video for your song and got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views and listens, that's really going to help you out. And like you said, it may be a small number per view, per stream, but it does add up. And it is 
another source of income, another source of revenue, in addition to people that go and listen to it direct on the DSPs, Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera, and people that will go and listen to your music elsewhere, come to your shows. I mean, it all translates and it comes full circle. What you want to do is you just want to have your music everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to reduce the barriers of entry uh, as much as possible. So, I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know what that would look like. I don't even know if it'll launch in 2020, but uh, I can't imagine uh, ByteDance or you know, TikTok kind of holding back on this just because, I mean, they, 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 meaning the platform, has been responsible for launching the, the careers of several artists. And we've seen the type of effect um, in a positive way, I think. Um, or at least mostly positive way that they have kind of impacted or put their fingerprints on the modern modern day music industry. So I think that because of the leverage that they have now, um, and because of just the technology and data that they have on a lot of their users and things like that, I think that there's a lot that they can potentially do in the future to to really build back that social and music uh, partnership that hasn't really been there since the Facebook and Spotify integration days, which I think when we were talking last, we still weren't sure why that was taken out or what the, uh, what the focus was. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, that's, that's what I'm excited about for for 2020. Uh, You know, unless there is some crazy social media platform that pops up to take over TikTok, I don't see anything really changing with that. Um, I'm just more curious to see how the the big players kind of uh, start punching and counterpunching. So now with what TikTok has been doing, how does Facebook respond? Will Snapchat find a way to be um, relevant to influencers? Because Snapchat is still huge from a, as a communications platform. But um, you know, as, for someone like me, I, I haven't been focusing on it as much because I decided to put my time into Instagram. Don't follow me, kids. Do it your own way. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I'm lazy and I, I have limited bandwidth. And, you know, for me, like, yes, you should be on absolutely every platform. But um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how some of the platforms start um, just kind of, you know, anything up a little bit for, for 2020. Yeah, that's it. And like you said, you do need to be on every platform that you can and have a presence. I mean, yes, you said that you don't pay as much attention to some platforms, but you're still on them. You still have that username, mm-hmm. you have that profile. If you need to, or you can get back onto them at any time and start posting some more videos and, and re-engage with everyone that you have on there. So it is important to claim those and have them, even if you're not actively posting on them. Yeah, no, agreed fully. And, and the thing is, like at the end of the day, you should be on every platform, but you should also be spending spending your time where it makes the most sense. Um, not even like spending most sense to you. Right. So like, what is the platform that resonates with you most? You know, for me, I wasn't really a photographer, so it took me a while to get what Instagram was and filters and hashtags. You know, I, I was, I was an early adopter to Instagram because, uh, as soon as they got bought by Facebook, I downloaded it. But, you know, after that, and for several years after that, I wasn't posting anything. I wasn't growing anything. I wasn't really doing anything with it until it really started to have its resurgence or its uh, kind of where, where, at the point that it eclipsed what Facebook was doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And we, I mean, we, we have fun predicting and trying to guess what's next, but yeah. we don't know what's next either. So we're talking about TikTok right now and how relevant it is and how important it is. And like you said, something could come along next year that could just take over and everyone just 
I don't want to say abandons because that sounds dramatic, but a number of people move over to a new platform once again. So anytime these platforms are announced, that is the best time to go and get that username and claim it mm-hmm. before someone else does. And that way you don't have to have different usernames and different handles on every piece of social media. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, a, a good practice if uh, if you're just trying to keep an eye out for what could potentially be coming next is just to, whether you have the you know iPhone or Android, just to be in the app store and seeing like what are the what are the top fifty, what are the top seventy five apps? Is there something that's kind of trending upwards? Because if it is starting to trend upwards, you definitely want to make sure you jump in and claim your username or get a better understanding of what what it's all about before it hits the top twenty or top ten. Because by that point, there'll be a lot of people in it. That's a really good tip. And yeah, you mentioned as well that in the categories, they have those charts. So you can very quickly go in mm-hmm. there and just take a look once a week, once a month. Just yeah. go in there. And if you see an app that's just shot up in the charts near the top, get on that app and just claim that username at least. Even if you don't create a full profile and start posting images or video or content in there, just claim that username. And then you can delete the app if you need and reinstall it if it does get bigger in the future. True, true, yeah. Yeah. So um, what else have you got your eye on as far as in 2020? In 2020, um, I, so I don't know, this might be a little bit further out than 2020, but um, I'm very, very, very excited about uh, VR and AR. Um, I think that we haven't actually really seen much. I think uh, it, it, with, with the music side of things, um, but I think that you know there is so much potential as the technology becomes cheaper and more accessible to people. Um, full, full disclosure: I, I'm I'm big into VR, uh, one as a consumer, but also just as somebody who follows tech. Uh, I actually help run and co-host a. a podcast actually just focused on virtual reality called everything virtual so if you're ever interested you can follow that but um that's completely separate from my music side of things but what i do like to do or what i do like to kind of daydream about is where these technologies will eventually intersect and i think it might have been last year so i'm talking 2018 at this point but i think one republic the band released a video that was a music video that i think was shot in vr or shot in 180 and you know it wasn't really until this year where they had the oculus quest come out where which is more of a standalone headset but has great functionality um and i just i feel like that technology is going to get better and better and to the point if you haven't tried any 360 videos or, or virtual reality headsets yet i think to me that's the future and i just haven't figured out how how it's going to happen or what technology uh jumps are going to be needed in order to make that happen but to me, if you can put a headset on and you can live stream and be in the room with a band while they are jamming or they have rehearsal or actually even better, let's say you live stream a concert. They're doing that already, but your live stream is actually on stage with the performers. And so you're standing next to Ryan Tedder, you're standing next behind the drummer, you know, whatever the case is. And you, you can kind of go to different points on the stage. Like that to me is going to be, crazy and i think people would one pay for that experience if if it comes out as like you know ticket only or virtual ticket or number two um if it gets to the point where at scale it becomes you know it's just something that's free and available to everyone like the like a youtube if youtube offers that 
I mean, I, so people will be flocking in because you, the functionality is already on your phone where you can turn this into VR headset if you have the right cardboard equipment. But as more and more people get that, I think that there's a lot of really cool things that will happen to immerse yourself more into the experience of music. But again, sorry, I know that's not really answering your 2020 question, but I feel like that's maybe a, a, 20, a 2022 to 2025 answer. It's really cool though, and it is exciting. And whatever your reason for maybe not wanting to go to a live concert in person, whether it's uh, health reasons, whether it's travel reasons, cost reasons, whatever, it is really cool that that could be where we're heading. That in, in a few years from now, you could actually attend a live concert and have it be fully immersed in it, even have a front row seat. Uh, where you could literally walk up and be looking right at the lead guitarist or the vocalist yep. while they're performing. I mean, you couldn't pay for that experience to have that in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, but uh, <laughs> if you walked right up to them while they were performing face-to-face, you'd probably get escorted out by security. <laughs> but you yeah, made it that far. It's exciting. And, you know, we talked about Fortnite and this Marshmallow concert mm-hmm. and, you just imagine what that would have been like if people had headsets on and it would be part of that as well, which no doubt is going to happen. And Marshmallow would, it wouldn't surprise me if Marshmallow was one of the first to really break that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, I mean, now we're getting deep into the tech side of things, but you know, one of the questions that I I love um, not pondering myself, but love hearing kind of the, the movers and shakers in the tech world ponder is, you know, what, what replaces this? What replaces the smartphone? Mm. Um, because 12 years ago, the smartphone didn't exist, right? Before that, it was people had Palm Pilots or they were using, um, you know, other, other types of cell phones. But what's, what's going to be the thing that replaces this? Or are we just kind of stuck with it as something that kind of marginally gets better every single year? And I, to me, one of, the, one of the going theories, one of my favorite theories right now is that, you know, I think, Someone said Apple's working on some type of AR headsets or some type of goggles that will completely replace your phone, Mm. Um, which blows my mind away to the point that, you know, you won't even need a phone anymore because your glasses will be able to digitally tell you anything you're looking at, information on it, or you'll be able to type that information just doing your hands like this in the air or on the table. So, um, you know, how that technology is going to integrate with our lives is really cool. But as a musician, I always look at it for how it will kind of integrate with the music scene, just because I think in a way, and this is me just speaking totally, totally out of left field um, and totally as somebody who has been following the music scene uh, from a distance and also from an independent artist perspective. But I do feel like the music industry, and I'm, I'm just kind of, saying that as a one big conglomerate, I do think that the music industry has become much better about focusing on technology after the whole Napster um, disaster that happened in the early 2000s. Um, it, just, it just seems like there are people who are paying attention now saying that, hey, this could be disruptive, let's get ahead of it, right? Yeah. Um, because in the way that Napster and MP3s were, were kind of devastating, to record labels because of the way record labels treated it. Um, you look at how they reacted with uh, streaming services, and for a while, all the, the big major record labels had stake or they owned or had equity in Spotify. So to me, I, I think that it's exciting now because hopefully the world won't be turned on its head 
in the sense that there'll be all these legal battles fought or people fighting it saying that it's not going to happen. To me, I feel like there are enough people now with voices like yourself, like uh, Sherry, who you mentioned earlier, who are saying like, hey, these are the trends that are happening. And I think that there are enough open-minded people working across all the creative industries these days to be able to say, hey, um, you know, this is happening. Not it's going to happen, but it's happening. How do we like take advantage of it? How do we utilize it? How do we mitigate any risks, whatever the case is? And yeah, to me, that's that's what's exciting about where I feel like the, the general attitude of those, um, you know, many folks in the, in the industry are now. Yeah, and it's exciting. And like we said, we don't know if this is going to happen next year, five years from now. Yeah. No doubt it is coming. I, I truly believe that we are not going to be carrying a brick around in our pocket forever. And, I mean, mm-hmm. not that this is as heavy as a brick by any means, but it is sometimes it does feel quite unnecessary and to the point where when I'm doing certain tasks during the day now, I don't take my phone with me. I have my watch has cellular data in it and I have my portable AirPods. I have my headphones in and messages and calls come straight to my ears and music and podcasts. And I actually find myself walking around with my head up now looking at where I'm going. uh, As a test, I've actually had some days where I walk around with just one in so that the other ear is actually listening. And Mm. it's it's funny how much it has changed the experience for me. The fact that when I see people now, I actually acknowledge them and talk to them when I'm walking around, whereas before it would always be looking down at the phone screen and things like that. It's um and I feel like that's important with regards to music because of the fact that voice is how we will be accessing a lot of this music. I mean, yes, there is a visual side to music as well, but there's no need to always be looking while you're listening. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can ask your phone, your assistant, any smart device, even in your home to listen to a certain type of music or an artist or a podcast without actually looking at any screen or pressing any button, it's, it's exciting to see, and I'd love to see more of that moving forward, just more hands-free. Like, and I know that kind of goes against what we're saying with regards to TikTok because the only way that you can look at that right now is on your smartphone. But like you said, if, if these glasses do come out in the future, then it may get to the point where you're sitting on the couch and you've got these glasses on and it's projecting the TikTok videos in front of you so you can pick a spot and you'll be you'll be watching them. I'm sure it's not going to be right in front of your eyes blocking. <laughs> it's that dangerous yeah. for so many reasons. But um, yeah, I I'm excited to see what happens with it, and I certainly don't know when it's going to happen or what's going to happen. But I'm I'm ready for it. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's the most you can do, at least in our position, is just. Um, see where the trends are, go with the flow and then try to get, you know, try to try to learn as quickly as possible so that you can be uh, a leader in the space rather than somebody who's kind of following in. And I say that to myself first and foremost, just because, you know, I'm, I'm not, I haven't been one to, to jump on trends as quickly as I'd like to, but uh, you know, at this point in my career and with my current passions and interests and, you know, with where my music is at, uh, I'm definitely very obviously have a vested interest in, but, uh, but I'm also just very personally interested in in where things are kind of going. Awesome. Wow. I'm just going to take a quick look here and see if there's any comments that have come in. 
I did do a, a quick plug for comments when you dropped offline before. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> and uh, obviously for anyone that listens back to the podcast, you won't hear any of this or what happened in the middle. These things happen. We're live. That's, that's the whole point. This is real. Uh, just having a quick look here to see. And now I am having trouble with my internet on my other device. So that's exactly what happened. Uh, we, will <laughs> we will push forward. You know, I think we're okay. coming to the point where we can start to wrap this up in a second. Um, For sure, yeah. Let me let me just do do a quick little piece on that. So, Zane, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you online? Where is the best place to follow you, and more importantly, follow After Sound <laughs> and your music? I should say. Where sure. Yeah. So, uh, I I release music as After Sound. That's After Sound, one word. Um, Instagram and Twitter are probably the places that I am currently on the most. So at, on, on Instagram, it's just after sound on Twitter, it's after sound music. Uh, and it is actually also after sound music on TikTok. So if you're on TikTok, let's definitely connect. I'm trying to build out more there aside from that. Yeah. On all major streaming platforms and I have a YouTube channel that often gets neglected, but I try to try to update it with as much as I can. But um, yeah, that's if you just type in Aftersound on Google, that should hopefully get you where you need to go. But um, yeah, if you tune in, appreciate your appreciate you lending me your ears and hope you enjoy the music. Yeah, you know what? Give us a plug for your podcast as well. The, I know you mentioned it's more focused on the tech side, but obviously we kind of geared this conversation in that direction uh, for the second half of the podcast. Sure. So, yeah, where can we hear you? More of you. Uh, well, so I, I like I said, I, I help manage and uh, co-host a podcast called Everything Virtual. It's focused very much on what's happening in virtual reality, specifically gaming, just because that's what's popular right now. But uh, we're definitely trying to expand it to all areas of where virtual rea- virtual reality is kind of uh, having touch points. So I think education and medicine are going to be big ones. We've actually had a doctor on talk about designing a training for people to, to take x-rays or training students to, to learn how to take x-rays. So it's called Everything Virtual, but uh, that is the podcast. And then I actually also run a podcast, which I am going to hit a little bit harder in 2020. So I guess I'm making this declaration here on the Streamline podcast. So you guys can hold me to it if I don't, if I don't follow through. But um, the Aftersound Experience, which uh, is also on Spotify and and uh, all the different podcasting, where honestly for me, I'm just trying to take a more casual approach to documenting my journey and some of the experiences that I'm having as uh, an independent musician, but then also having other folks on not to, maybe not just music, but also people, creatives or entrepreneurs, um, to kind of share their stories because I think that can be done at any level. And you know, for me, I'm I'm always excited to see where people will end up, and I think. You know, conversations like these are always fun to look back on, no matter what happens. Uh, whether you succeed or fail, it's cool to see to look back and see what your journey is like. So that's that to me is is what I'm trying to do, and I I actually encourage everyone to start a podcast. I think it's it's fun, even if you're just doing it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely, and it's also really good practice as well for speaking. You know, as an artist, obviously, if you're a singer, you've probably got the stage presence, you've probably got confidence performing. Speaking is completely different. Yeah, very true. Recording yourself speaking, listening back to it, you may not believe it, but I 
I've noticed the difference in how I sound now compared to how I used to sound two years ago. I've still got the goofy accent and I'm not trying to get rid of it. But yeah, you'll realize a few things that you'll do, a few little habits that you have when you speak, perhaps the way that you even pronounce certain words. So definitely record yourself speaking. Do that mm-hmm. podcast, as you mentioned, even if it's just for yourself, it's still going to be beneficial to listen back to that. Yeah. I mean, everything is just like the 10,000 hours rule, right? So you, you just have to put time in and, you know, the more time you put into something, the better you become at it. So. Excellent. Zane, AKA After Sound, thank you so much for joining me, especially at this time of the year. This podcast will be available online later today uh, so that it's out before New Year's. And for those of you who are planning your New Year's resolutions or hopefully you've already started working on those, uh, make sure that listening to the podcast is one of them. Absolutely. (laughs) Mike, thank you for having me on, man. This has been a blast. And, you know, like I said, I've been following your work for a while. I really appreciate all that you do for the, uh, the independent artist community and wish you the best in 2020, man. I'm excited to follow more of your work and uh, see what happens in the coming decade. Forward to getting in person sometime next year. And happy new year to you and your loved ones. And happy new year to everyone that's listening. Same to you and to everyone as well. Have a good 2020, guys. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.